0: Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I am wanting to talk with you today about um, an experience that I've had recently and a big change that it's made in my life. And I want to propose um, a tool. Um, Really, it's an old, faithful tool, but uh, maybe it's just a new use of that tool. It might be a use of a tool that you're well familiar with, uh, but I wanted to share my experience with it. And the tool is meditation, and the use for the tool is getting guidance for our life. Um, So the story is that last year, um, I was in a pickle. I was in a bind, and I was finding myself resisting what was in my life. The situation was that um, my, my career was on the line essentially. Um, I, as you know, um, have a background as a tenured psychology professor and I got my PhD at one of the top schools in the world and did a postdoc in Sydney, Australia and you know did an assistant professorship at a beautiful liberal arts college near here and then I ended up taking a position at a community college Um, and there I stayed for, I guess, 11 years. And, um, no, maybe not 11 years, maybe nine years. Um, I got tenure, I got promoted, I became assistant chair of the psychology department, designed courses, um, you know, helped design curricula, helped design the psychology major. They actually didn't have a psychology major when I got there. Um, so anyway, um... When I started this Bright Line Eating thing, I did both for a full year. I I grew this movement, I offered boot camps, and I taught five college classes every semester and was the the assistant chair of the department. And it was, needless to say, and I have three kids and a sweet husband and all of the family duties that go along with a full home life, it was... um, Backbreaking. It was just mind-numbing, <laughs> the amount of work that was, and so um, as soon as I could, I filed for an unpaid extended leave of absence, and they gave me a year, and last year, in the middle of last year, um, that year was coming to an end, And they told me that they weren't going to renew it for another year, that I had to either, because I was taking up a tenure line. So I had to either just come back and teach. They needed someone in psychology to actually teach classes. So I couldn't take up the tenure line and not be teaching. They said, you have to come back and teach classes. And basically, I was in a position of having to either come back and teach five classes um, in the fall or hand back tenure and give it up and just be like, okay, I'm done with my career as a college professor. And I was resisting that reality. I didn't like it. I didn't want it to be true. I wanted to keep my tenure, but I didn't want to have to go back and teach because I I couldn't. I didn't have the time. And so I was facing D-Day, essentially, one of my best friends in the world is the chair of the psychology department or was at the time. Um, And the department meeting was happening where faculty would pick their classes for the fall. And she's like, Susan, if you don't tell me what you're doing, I'm going to have to pick classes for you for the fall. And like, we're going to make you teach. Like, you have to pick here. You either have to give me a resignation letter or you have to come pick classes for the fall. And like, that department meeting was happening. And so I was sitting in my morning meditation for 30 minutes. (sighs) And I could feel my resistance to giving up My career as a professor, giving up tenure. And I sat in my morning meditation, and what came to me was this vision, this image, this visual of myself walking on a college campus. But it wasn't the college campus of Monroe Community College, it was the college campus of the University of Rochester, where I got my PhD. And I was walking on that campus, not as a visitor, but as a faculty member. I was walking on that campus as someone who worked there and belonged there and you know was a member of the community there and I was imagining being there as a faculty member and the, the possibility for research collaboration started to come into this meditation vision and studying the brain and how long it takes for dopamine receptors to replenish in the nucleus accumbens when people stop eating sugar and flour and I started having these visions about um, research that we could do and I was meeting students on campus and I knew them and I was there on campus as a faculty member and it felt so good and so right and so hopeful and so possible that I came out of that meditation The the timer dinged I, I have it set to to ding on Tibetan singing bowl chimes it's just beautiful the gong sort of dings, rings, whatever you want to call it, and I came out of that meditation and later that morning, without even thinking twice, I typed up a letter of resignation, sent it off, texted my friend, the chair of the psychology department, said, hey Pat, I just sent you a letter of resignation, and there were no claw marks on it. There was no more resistance in me to handing back tenure and letting that chapter of my life close. I recorded a very emotional vlog about it later as I had to actually pack up my office. That was a couple months after that, but I'm talking about actually before that when I actually submitted the letter of resignation. So fast forward now a number of months and um, one day I was driving somewhere, I don't even know where I was driving, And the inspiration struck me to drive over to the University of Rochester and walk into the chair's office of the Department of Brain and Cognitive Sciences and have a talk with him. And I called his office. I knew him because they'd asked me to teach classes there. I'd been an adjunct there teaching in in the past, so I knew him. Um, not well, but I certainly, you know, I certainly knew his name and if I reminded him who I was, he would remember me too. So I called and his secretary said, yeah, he'll be in the office today at three. And I said, I'll be there. So I waltzed into his office and I just talked with him about Bright Line Eating and what we're doing here and the research that I'd like to see done. And I, I don't, I might be the only time he's ever heard this request. I just asked, could I be a faculty member here? And he said, maybe so, let me talk to the Dean. And so we talked to the dean. He ended up talking to the faculty there. They ended up inviting me to do, come do a job talk. Um, so I came a month or so later and delivered a job talk, interviewed in half hour increments with the faculty of Brain and Cognitive Sciences, as you know, that's sort of how these things work. You do a job talk and then you interview with all the faculty. Um, and I waited a little bit, and sure enough, they came back with an appointment. And now, Um, it's a little while later but the ink is dry on the page and I'm now an adjunct associate professor of brain and cognitive sciences at the University of Rochester and I have research plans there's a lot of stuff that I want to do and as I reflect on that meditation that morning in meditation and how that meditation gave me the freedom to take the next step on my journey, trusting that there was other stuff in the future coming, and how that meditation planted the seed that later ended up bearing fruit, in you know me having b- the balls to walk into a-, a chair's office and ask for a faculty position, which just doesn't, you know, you just don't do that really. Um, <laughs> not, you just don't do that. Never stopped me, but anyway, <laughs> um, I'm just reflecting on the the morning in my meditation that I talk about so often, January 26th, 2014, when the thundering dictate, dictum, like mandate, write a book called Bright Line Eating, came to me in my morning meditation. And Bright Line Eating were not words I'd ever thought before, were not words I'd ever heard before. Bright Line Eating was a whole, new thing, came from the universe, came from God, came from my highest self, came from I don't know where. I don't know where these things come from. I don't know where they come from. They might be coming from me, they might be coming from God, they might be coming from some unknowable essence, they might be coming from deceased ancestors. I don't know how that stuff works. If you do, let me know. I don't know how that stuff works. I don't think any of us do. I, I think that we're all, if we're honest, in awe about the mysterious underpinnings of things. But I can tell you that I have had concrete experiences in my life of sitting in meditation providing powerful guidance for my life. And this last turn of events with my academic career is another one. I just want to end by mentioning that I was reading in the online support community, someone posted not that long ago, that as a Christian she was having some inner conflict around um, the emphasis in Brightline Eating on meditation and that she really gets prayer as part of her Christian faith but that meditation is not really talked about in the Bible other than meditate on the Word. Um, and I just wanted to say that I think meditating on the Word is a powerful thing. And I reflect on the fact that Christ was led by the Holy Spirit into the desert for 40 days, fasting and wandering in the desert for 40 days. Sounds like a lot of meditation to me. Moses was similarly propelled into isolation for 40 days. Um, I think a um, a lot of times when someone has a big job to do in the world, they need to meditate to prepare for it and i think that all of us these days in this kind of busy world have a big job to do in the world and it means that we need time apart time to reflect time to sit and if that needs to be time to meditate on the word if that's the way you frame it so that you feel comfortable within your faith tradition to sit in quietness bring a passage into that meditation to meditate on the word um or if meditation itself is a tradition that you feel really comfortable with and you just sit for its own sake, um, I just wanted to share that I have gotten really powerful guidance for my life by sitting in meditation, so much so that I now worry if I miss meditation what what guidance I'm missing out on. Like, what am I supposed to be doing with my life that I'm not hearing about, that I'm not knowing about because I'm missing my time in meditation. So, That's my thought for the day. Meditation as a tool for receiving guidance for your life. And go ahead and click down below to follow me on Twitter. We've got a lot of fun stuff happening for the book launch, which is right around the corner. I'm super excited for the book launch that's coming up. I'm going to be tweeting about it. So follow me on Twitter, and I will see you next week.